Psalms 24, 3 through 5. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High is such a marvel, and how to maintain constant present in the secret place is a miracle beyond natural comprehension. The best part? It's so easy to do. Psalms 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Only good lives in God's secret place. In the secret place there is no carnal fear, no depression, no anxiety, no hatred, no bitterness, no drunkenness, no dope, no lust, no covetousness, no slothfulness. Nothing that offends dwells in the secret place. Born again ushers us in, but because of issues of the heart that often arise, we find ourselves on the outside looking in. This alienation from pure good is so easy to correct. The four-part harmony series on God Said, Man Said opens a revelation that will lift you to the ultimate level of walking in the Spirit. And these four features, you will participate in a power word demonstration. In the secret place, all inner conflicts cease. Feelings of unworthiness end, confusion is gone, and your absolutes are absolutely absolute. All the world's superlatives cannot describe the secret place. Does all that sound terrific, maybe even unbelievable? Be assured, it is true. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Does this secret place interest you? Jesus said you must be born again to see the kingdom of God, John 3, 3. Today, all your confusion, all your fears, all your uncertainty, all your bondages, and all your sin and its shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. If you follow me in a simple prompt, everything will change for you, and man, do I mean everything. Prepare to enter the secret place of the Most High. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew 18, verse 3, And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. God said, 1 Corinthians 18 through 28, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. Psalms 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. God said, Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Man said, When Christians go to church, they need to check their brains at the door. What dumbos! Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1078, that will for the 1078th time certify the fool and perfect inerrancy of God's holy book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and as a platform from which to engage the lost. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for your visit. May God's face shine upon you and upon all to which you put your hand. The beauty and the power of God's promises are couched in love and established in truth. There is no place like God's word. Every book, every written, just as every word created me, will bow before the word of God, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory. There will be no exceptions. Revelation 19:13 speaks of Jesus Christ, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The perfectness of his counsel is beyond exaggeration. Imagine the genius of God belongs to those who demonstrate childlike faith. Yet amongst the world's academics, faith in God's Word is considered an exercise in foolishness. The redeemed have been typecast by the devil's various surrogates as being stupid. U.S. corporate leader Ted Turner, currently 82, infamously claimed that Christians were uneducated and easily led. Former U.S. President Barack Obama was caught on a hot microphone accusing Christians of clinging to their guns, religion, and antipathy to people who aren't like them. Christians are standing up in school board meetings across America in protest of Antichrist curriculums being pasted onto their children's foreheads and are being warned that they could face arrest as domestic terrorists for their concern. Consider this headline published by Yahoo News. Low IQ and conservative beliefs links to prejudice. Well, it is true. Somebody is stupid. In the God Said, Man Said feature, low IQ among Christians, you'll find the following. Arguably, the world's most educated people populate the field of medicine, and supporters of evolution and atheism, they are not. An article published by Business Wire, December 20, 2004, was a review of a national survey of 1,100 physicians. God Said, Man Said is not aware of a more recent survey to measure these same points, but would suspect that this frontline, well-measured group will hold to their positions. 
74% of doctors believe that miracles have occurred. 73% believe they can occur today. 72% of American physicians believe religion provides a reliable and necessary guide to life. 58% attend worship services at least one time per month. 68, uh, 67% excuse me, believe the Bible was inspired by God. 55% of doctors said they have seen treatment results in their patients that they would consider miraculous. 51% pray for their patients as a group. 59% pray for individual patients. 67% of America's physicians encourage their patients to pray. This survey was conducted by HCD Research and the Louis Finkelstein Institute of New York City, end of quote. It should also be noted that the majority of the world's greatest founding scientists believed in God, and many were devout Christians. IQ, intelligent quotient, was never the standard. It has always been faith and obedience. Our common mother, Eve, whom science now knows as MTDNA Eve, was arguably the smartest woman that ever lived, but her IQ was no match for the devil's wiles. Her carnal knowledge didn't serve her well. In an act of unbelief, she ate of the forbidden fruit and in so doing, opened the door for the law of sin and death to enter upon all of creation. When Adam, the first man, whom science knows as Y-chromosome Adam, walked through that open door, the curse was sealed. All of their progeny, meaning all of us, were spiritually stillborn. We needed a Savior. We needed to be born again. How does one measure functional intelligence? Would it not be in the decisions one makes in life? Of course, decisions are the measurement of functional intelligence. Suppose you were given the opportunity to become an instant genius. Imagine going forward. Every decision you make would be perfect. You'd have no need to dither over options. You'd just know which decision to make. Interested? It's truly within hand's reach. Years ago, while working in the prison ministry, I was asked by a guard to speak to a fellow in a glass cage. This prisoner was placed under constant surveillance in this glass cage because he had attempted to kill himself the day prior. I looked in the eyes of this very young man and said, It's obvious you are not very smart, for had you succeeded in your quest and crossed over into eternity without Jesus Christ, your eyes would have opened in the unspeakable torments of hellfire, and eternity never ends. I'm sure that sounds harsh and unfeeling, but consider the rest of my conversation with this prisoner. But suppose I had something to offer you that would make you wiser than Einstein. And my apologies to Einstein if he in fact died born again. He did believe in God and spoke glowingly of Jesus Christ. Again from the God Said, Man Said feature, low IQ among Christians. The idea that conservatives are dumb is not a new one. Ted Turner said that Christians are uneducated and easily led, and he certainly was not the first to say so. One academic said when a Christian goes to church, he has to check his brain at the door. The Word of God addresses the wisdom that man worships in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 
The wisdom and power of God is revealed in Jesus Christ, by whom God created the universe, and he cannot be reached through carnal intellect. Access to the kingdom of God and the salvation of his Christ can only be attained through childlike faith and repentance. Consider 1 Corinthians one twenty four, But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians one thirty. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It's shocking to man, but God has not chosen IQ as the standard by which man can be saved. God has not chosen strength. God has not chosen beauty or power or wealth as the common denominator. God has chosen faith. Of John the Baptist, who prepared the way for Christ, Luke chapter 3, 3 through 6 reads, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John's ministry was the baptism of repentance. Believing upon the Messiah and repentance were chosen by God. Of John it declares, every valley shall be filled. Those in the deepest sin and bondage are lifted up to the common ground of faith and repentance. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. Those lifted up in power and wealth must come down to the common ground of faith and repentance. Crooked ways are made straight. The perverted and deceived are made straight at this common place, and the rough ways are made smooth. Here the clear understanding of God's plan of salvation is revealed. The ministry of John was to bring mankind to the common ground of faith and repentance. God did not choose IQ, intelligent quotient, as the common denominator, but he chose GQ, God quotient. The Word of God is the inerrant and perfect truth, and it does not need academia and its IQ to develop it. In order for it to supply its benefits, it simply needs to be believed upon and followed. Consider this verse, Psalms 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. Wisdom is not a product of carnal education, but begins with the fear of God. Not IQ, but GQ. If one is truly intelligent, his wise decisions in life should reap considerable benefits. But with the carnally wise, it is to the contrary. Isaiah the prophet warns those who discard God's word in chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Today's stupidity is passed off as truth. Charles Darwin offered an evolutionary solution to the mystery of how the whale, which is a mammal, evolved back into the water. He asserted that the bear which frequently hangs around the water and opens its mouth a lot to catch insects, could have turned into a whale. Sounds feasible, don't you think? 
Here's what Darwin himself had to say about the evolutionary transformation that produces whales out of bears. Swimming for hours, this is his own words now, swimming for hours with widely open mouth, thus catching, like a whale, insects in the water. Even in so extreme a case as this, if the supply of insects were constant, and if better adapted competitors did not already exist in the country, I can see no difficulty in a race of bears being rendered by natural selection more and more aquatic than their structure and habits, with larger and larger mouths, till a creature was produced as monstrous as a whale. There you have it. The requirements to make a whale are affinity for hanging out around water and a wide open mouth. That's fantastic, Charles. Wow, you're so smart. <laughs> and all the students in the classroom nodded their heads and said, Wow, is that how it happened? It's true. Somebody is stupid. Functional genius is discovered in decisions made, and the fruit of those decisions tell it all. All of God's children who mix his word with faith will demonstrate functional genius. All of the decisions that believer makes will be perfect. Several more paragraphs follow from the God said, man said feature, low IQ among Christians. Keep in mind, while reading some of the statistics cited, that they're over 20 years old, and the situation has only gotten much worse. It's true. Somebody is stupid, and these excerpts will prove it. In the Literal Differences Staggering series, we highlight a commandment of God, then man's rejection of it and the consequences. Statistics, mostly for the United States, have been gathered from sources of the FBI, the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Institute of Drug Abuse, etc. We have used these statistics to show the dire results of disobeying God's life commandments in the U.S., and now we will take these statistics global. The population of the U.S. is about one-twenty-third of that of the world. In this feature, we will review a handful of issues and their numbers and multiply the U.S. number by 23 to reach a rough estimate of the global problem. Consider the following situations and take note of the staggering differences between the obedient and the disobedient. The situation. In the Old Testament, God commands for male children to be circumcised. Now doctors in Africa have discovered that this procedure is their most effective weapon against AIDS because it reduces the infection risk by half. It will save millions of lives. In the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected millions globally have died. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Not IQ, but GQ. The situation. God commands against the consumption of alcoholic beverages. In the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected, 13 million Americans and 299 million globally are alcoholics. 100,000 alcohol-related deaths are expected in the U.S. and 2,300,000 globally are expected this year. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Not IQ, but GQ. The situation. God strictly commands against fornication of any kind, including bestiality, premarital sex, adultery, homosexuality, and more. Those negatively affected in the camp of the disobedient. Globally, 
1,610,000,000 cases of genital herpes and HPV, 115,000,000 cases of chlamydia, 25,300,000 cases of gonorrhea, 23,000,000 cases of HIV, 1,035,000 cases of AIDS each year, 6,900,000 cases of hepatitis B, and 2,760,000 cases of syphilis. Those negatively affected in the camp of the obedient, zero, 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 zero. It's not IQ, it's GQ. The situation God strictly commands against homosexuality, a crime punishable in the scriptures by death. Those shackled by this bondage must turn to Christ for forgiveness and deliverance. The ill effects of this disobedience are very long, very long. For example, the homosexual community is 5,000 times more likely to contract AIDS than their heterosexual brethren, and the male homosexual's lifespan is 8 to 20 years shorter, with one body of research pegging life expectancy at 41 years. In the camp of the disobedient, using a global yardstick of 3% of the population being homosexual, those negatively affected... 200 million. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Not IQ. It's GQ. The situation. God commands his people to go to church. And now this paragraph from the God said, man said, feature the power of going to church. Hundreds of studies have been and are presently being conducted to ascertain whether there is any connection between religious faith and health. Some of the latest results are shocking to the unbelieving world. In 1999, the results of a study conducted by the University of Texas were published. 22,000 people were followed over a nine-year period. Those who attended church or synagogue more than once a week lived an average of eight years longer than those who didn't. Let me say it another way. Those who attended church more than once a week lived 2,920 days or 11% longer than those who didn't. A Yale study reported that churchgoers were less likely to become physically disabled. In a syndicated article released by Knight Ritter newspapers, it was recorded. Several studies concluded that people who attended religious services regularly are hospitalized less often and have stronger immune systems than people who rarely or never attend. End quote. Let's take these numbers in reverse. Those who go to church more than once a week live 11% or 8 years longer. For discussion's sake, let us assume that 20% of the U.S. population falls in this category. Here's the math. 300,000 U.S. population multiplied by 0.8, the unchurched 80% of the population. That equals the number of 240,000 people. 240,000 people multiplied by the 8 years lost equals... Uh, 1,920,000,000 total years lost in America alone. So in the camp of the unchurched, the aggregate loss of years, 1,920,000 globally, that's, uh, did I say 1 million? Excuse me, 1,920,000,000 globally, that's 44,160,000,000 lost years. In the camp of the church, the aggregate loss of years, zero. It's not IQ. It's GQ. If Bible-believing Christians are dumb, what are unbelievers? 
God's word is true and righteous altogether. Embrace it with your might. That is GQ. End of quote. It's never been about IQ. The standard of functional genius is found in God's word mixed with faith. Check out this headline. Crisis U. Step by well-meaning step, colleges are being transformed into something more akin to mental health wards than citadels of learning. Wow, that's a whole lot of IQ. This world's so-called enlightened geniuses have instructed our children to question what their biological body, body parts clearly state. Are you a boy or a girl or something in between? What sports should you play in? Which bathroom should you use? Oh, they're so smart. They call it gender dysphoria. Instant genius is gained when the redeemed put on the mind of Christ, which is found in the Word of God. Inherit within all the commandments and precepts of God is a blessing or a curse, because the Word of God is true and righteous altogether. Obeying yields the blessing of making the right genius decision. Because the Word of God is true and righteous altogether, disobeying yields the curse of making the wrong, stupid decision. An excellent example of the curse of disregarding God's word and the resultant deadly fruit is discovered in Leviticus chapter 11 and Deuteronomy 14, where God lists creatures that are safe for consumption and those that are not. One of the creatures on the abomination list, uh, the do not eat list, is the bat. We humans are commanded to not only refrain from eating the bat, but even to refrain from touching its carcass. The global pandemic presently plaguing the world and decimating economies is COVID-19, a direct product of the bat. Some dispute exists on whether this deadly global scourge originated in a Chinese wet market or a Chinese laboratory, but what is not up for debate is that the bat carries the deadly plague. In China, along with other locales, people do handle and eat bats. Really smart. Our great and wise progressive leaders in the United States are aggressively pushing the legalization of recreational marijuana use in all 50 states. Many states have already legalized it, both for medical use and recreational. Now the wheels are coming off the bus. Mental illness, addictions, and other maladies are snowballing out of control. The stop signs were up everywhere, but the smartest among us refused to take heed leading us on regardless of clear consequences. The following excerpt is from the God Said, Man Said feature, The little different, the Literal Difference is Staggering, Part 6. The Situation God commands against the consumption of anything that harms the body, 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17, and of course against anything illegal. The headline from England's Daily Mail concerning the use of marijuana reads, Smoking just one cannabis joint, raises danger of mental illness by 40%. The following excerpts are from that article. With up to 40% of teenagers and young adults in the UK believed to have tried cannabis, the researchers estimate that the drug could be behind 14% of cases of schizophrenia and other psychotic illnesses. Research completed by leading psychiatrist Professor Robin Murray in 2005 showed that those who smoked the drug regularly at 18 were 1.6 times more likely to suffer serious psychiatric problems, including schizophrenia, by their mid-20s. 
for those who were regular users at 18. The stakes were even higher, with their risk of mental illness by the age of 26 being 4.5 times greater than normal, end of quote. If you carry the numbers forward globally in the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected will be into the hundreds of millions. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. It's not IQ. It's GQ. End of quote. Obedience to God's perfect and inerrant word always bears good fruit and is an obvious display of genius, God's genius. Consider several points. Meditation is the mainstay of the born again. We meditate in God's precepts continually. Even the standard church service is 100% meditation. We meditate in prayer. We meditate in song. And we meditate on the word of God preached. Science now knows that an eight-week meditation program will renew your brain's gray matter and see meditation as a possible help in staving off dementia and Alzheimer's. Science is just discovering the huge secret of meditation. God directed his children to meditate thousands of years ago. Those who follow God's instructions are smart indeed. It's not IQ. It's GQ. God calls for his children to fast as a remedy for issues both physical and spiritual. Now science has discovered that fasting will actually renew the immune system claiming that a three-day fast and even just a one-day fast will renew the immune system. For thousands of years, God's people have obeyed his word in the fast and have reaped the blessing of doing the right genius thing. That's GQ. For decades, the practice of breastfeeding, along with eating food like butter, whole milk, salt, eggs, and more, were continually denigrated and maligned by the wisest among us, but not anymore. Now these Bible-endorsed truths are the new celeb de jour. It's never been IQ. It's always been GQ. Two final points that will happen to all men and will demonstrate the genius of the blood-bought like no other. One, the deathbed. The unredeemed are traumatized by just the mere thought of death, and indeed they should be. But to those who love God's word, the deathbed is a place of rejoicing and magnificent expectation. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four through 57. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, the great white throne judgment. This coming place is where the final judgment of all mankind occurs. Revelation twenty eleven through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell 
were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The book of life is similar to a book of birth certificates. One's name is recorded in this glorious book when he or she is born again. True genius, God's genius, will be dramatically demonstrated at these two closing events, and then where will the sinner and the ungodly be? It's never been a matter of IQ. Those who have mixed God's word with faith have made the ultimate correct decision. It was always the GQ, God quotient. Instant genius, do the book. God said, Matthew eighteen three, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. God said, First Corinthians chapter one eighteen through twenty eight, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brother, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. God said, Psalms 111, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endureth forever. God said, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Man said, When Christians go to church, they need to check their brains at the door. What dumbos? Now you have the record.